welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. I'm your host, Eric Lee, and this is a very special episode for we got to see the world's premiere of Carter Smith's movie, Swallowed. And to say this, this was this was one of our favorite films of the of the whole festival. Uh, Overlook uh, just uh, took place in New Orleans, and uh, we got uh, we got an exclusive screening um, amongst a bunch of other exclusive screenings. But this one this one was special, and and I think um, we we had a an opportunity to meet Carter just sort of blindly uh, three years ago before the pandemic, uh, when he served as a uh, as a juror for. Um, uh, the Overlook panel, and he came up to us and he recognized us from when we, from our comments on plant-based horror for the ruins. And so we figured, hey, let's let's get let's get back in touch with him. He's got a big new. It's his uh, big return to body horror, and uh, we have him on on the podcast today. Carter, welcome aboard. Ah, thank you so much. Happy to be here. I'm always like, you know, when I when I came up to you guys, uh, I think when I saw you guys at uh, at Overlook, I when I came up to you, I think I had just listened to the podcast, and I was like, somebody likes the ruins. I was so happy. <laughs> so that was that was all the way back in 2008, and um, it, I, you know, I think you you have a a really curious track record because you, you got a, a really big movie, a big um, studio production earlier in your, in your career and now you're first. Uh, that was my first feature film right and uh and now this is the swallowed is an indie production but retains a lot of the production value of a big budget film and i think that's one of the things that was sort of a heroic effort on your part being able to to finance this and 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 produce a really beautiful movie on a tight budget um where you don't have who who was who was the who was the studio was it Universal or who was the studio uh, DreamWorks DreamWorks okay yeah uh, behind yeah. the ruins um, so walk through could you walk through a little bit about sort of the difference between your the, the first time going through this movie and then having to retool and do this movie yeah well I you know I always imagined that my first film would be something a lot more like Swallowed than you know, a, a big studio movie like The Ruins. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, you know, indie horror and independent film has always been kind of, you know, my sweet spot or like what, you know, what I loved. And, you know, I made a short film. I made this film, Bug Crush. I got a lot of opportunities, a lot of doors opened. And one of those doors was, like I sent the script for The Ruins and I was like, this is never going to happen. They're never going to hire a first time filmmaker. Mm -hmm. It's a New York Times bestseller. Like, it's a big deal. Yeah. And I was like, but I really like the script. Like, I, I, I want to go in on meat on it. Like, mm -hmm. I want to like, I want to, even if it's just like the learning about the process of what mm -hmm. it's like to, to, to go in and pitch on one of these films. And, you know, over the course of lots of meetings and lots of pitching and lots of you work on my part, like I, I, you know, I ended up getting the getting the job, and it, it wasn't the expected outcome. But I'm super, yeah. and I've always, I, I mean, I love the story, I love the script, I, you know, I, I love the film. It, so, it, like, it's scary as hell, and yeah, and and the other, the other thing is that it's, um, it has a bunch of curveballs that they throw that, that that get thrown at you because when you think of a 
when you see a ziggurat out in the middle of the jungle, you're thinking, is it going to be tomb mummies? What's the, you know, because yeah. when I first saw it, I didn't, you know, I didn't know it was going to be plant horror. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the fact that it's sort of a mother earth, uh, you know, the, the, the mindless killing uh, curse of, yeah. of, of that temple. It, it is, it is still one of my favorites uh, uh, to this day. And I, nice. and um, I'm a big fan of survival horror. Um, and so this one was I was, talk, I was talking to someone else about about the film and they were like, does it qualify as folk horror? I think so. It, to and some degree. It, it, yeah, because because it, it like there, it's, it is the natural world and it is sort of, a you know, I mean, I think it's like a survival. I mean, I've never thought about it as folk horror, but they were like, well, what is folk horror? Is it it's this and this and this and this? And I was like, oh, maybe it is folk horror, too. I don't it, know. It, there's a there was a great uh documentary that was released last year. Woodlands Dark and yeah, amazing. Uh, and yeah. That that sort of opens the door. It's like folk horror is a has has a lot of it's it's about than, it's about the com- yeah the the if if it is about the indigenous peoples' traditions and religions and protecting the temple and that this is that this is a, the 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 curse of that that plant is the reaction to people invading the tomb yeah that certainly could fall into folk horror um, yeah but uh, you know that was you know a, a, a you know again. Was it now fourteen years ago when that was that that came out, and yeah, and um, you know it still still resonates today. Um, our, our the the new movie. Um, so this is. Why don't you go ahead and and give give us a a primer? And actually, I'll I'll go ahead and I'll let let folks know who's who's in this um, because we actually have. You you convinced Jenna Malone to come back despite the yes. fact that she had an unfortunate end in the ruins, so it probably yeah. wasn't too traumatic for her. Yeah. So Jenna Malone is back. Mark Patton, one of the uh, another iconic horror actor who was in uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, um, famously bullied uh, as a, a, a not yet out gay man at a time where it was very difficult. And uh, he makes a triumphant return here. It's uh, and uh, we'll we'll get a chance to talk about him in a bit. And then two newcomers. Um, is it Cooper Cook or Koch? Uh, yeah, Koch. Cooper Koch and uh, Jose Colon, yeah. who were revelations. They were, the, I think, you, you, they're the newcomers, and yeah. uh, to to the industry, and and yet they own the movie. Um, I think all, all, actually all four of them. Uh, you know, I, they, nobody sort of outshines the other, but they, you know, when you when you bring on two guys who who are new to film and they deliver these performances, yeah, uh, that was that was awesome. Uh, I they're think the, they're the heart of the movie they for are. sure. They are your yeah. they, they are your two lead protagonists, um, yeah. and uh, you you feel, you know, the, all the pain, all the anguish. All the yeah. all the trauma the that these yes and the and the love and the tenderness as well yeah and it's uh it is a um you know this is this is a, a a queer horror piece that I think it it both depends on uh, depends on that that relationship but it is also as a horror movie sort of independent it 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 doesn't have to anchor itself in 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 that way and but it's. Uh, it feels very sophisticated in, in its delivery, and I and I really appreciated that. So, anyways, um, I've probably said said plenty about sort of this, as a preamble for our for our fans of sort of um, the 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 cast. But why don't you tell us about the story? Yeah. So the story, uh, you know, it's it's basically like, you know, 
Jose and and Cooper play Benjamin and Dom, and they're two best friends in a very small backwoods main town. Um, you know, Benjamin is is leaving town. He's going to move to LA and be a porn star. And this film is set on the sort of the last night that they have together, sort of out partying and drinking and um, and things go horribly wrong when, um, you know, Dom decides he wants to send his best friend off to California with a pocket full of cash and agrees to deliver a package over the Canadian border. Um, in a very, and, yes, in a difficult, difficult package delivery uh, yeah like it all like that's the that was the first bad decision and then things just kind of go go horribly wrong from there um it is yeah because i don't want to i think the power in this is that i don't you you don't want to spoil the uh uh what the, the the package is but um there's a lot of horror built around the package it isn't what i think the the when you when you first recognize what they're gonna do uh, it's it's scary enough, but what yeah. it turns into. Well, the idea of having yeah. to, you know, the idea of taking something inside of your body mm-hmm. that that you know, swallowing something, you know, in order for mm-hmm. it to, for it to deliver it yeah. is is hideous enough. Yep. And then the last thing you want is something going wrong. Yeah. Once those once those once and, those things are in there, and, and it goes wrong seven different ways. It's yeah. just um, the yeah. This it's a. Uh, Long story short, they're drug mules. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a drug, uh, it's a drug deal gone horribly wrong. Right, yeah. and uh, Jenna Malone plays the the fixer, and and Mark Patton plays a a boss. Um, yeah, in a very Tiger uh, Tiger King kind of boss, flamboyant, show stopping way. Um, yeah, and it's but but the, but the relationship of recognizing. You know the things that these guys are willing to do for each other, um, both the the agreement to enter in, in in you know it's like it's like I want to I want to do right by you. I'm going to give you some. I, I wanted to send you away with some extra money. And it's like you didn't have to do this. And it's like it's too late. And then it's like okay, yeah. we're going to do this. I'm behind you. And even like the um, the the time when um, uh, Cooper has to. there's when they cross the border, they're confronted with a redneck. Yep. And which is as any queer kid growing up in rural anywhere knows that is the most dangerous situation. And it is, you can be in bullying to the nth degree. And we, you know, that, that, that was, I think that's that's sort of the horror movie within the horror movie. It's yeah. um, uh, because you know, getting you know this uh, a, 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 a the the I I was fearing that this could be you know the end, or that I thought that that that, that was going to be the key component of of some of the horror. But it's actually a sub a sub horror story within the main horror story. Yeah, it's sort of the the action that kicks things into into gear. Right. Yeah. And I liked the idea of that coming from you know a place of like backwoods redneck homophobia right but you know I, which is so much what benjamin's trying to get away from and 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 the now because you you grew you are a main what, what, what a mainer is that is that what yeah, you describe? yeah and, I, grew, I grew up in maine and yes. so so um you know that a lot of people think new england being very progressive and very forward thinking 
Northern Maine is Northern Maine is less. I mean, like once you get away from the coast in Maine, um, it's a quite a different story. Yeah. Um, where we shot, we shot in remote Northern Maine, uh, which is very much like Trump land. Yep. And, you know, there was no, uh, you know, there was no masks worn anywhere. There was very little, you know, sort of COVID, you know, we got looked at strange for wearing masks it, up there. It's timber country. Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Oregon has a similar kind of dichotomy where you have the very progressive urban centers in, yep. in, in Portland and Eugene. And then you go, but, but you travel out into, into the greater or, uh, Oregon and it's, it's much, much more conservative. And, yeah. and I think that, uh, but there's, there's a large uh, gay population in, in Portland that, that has a thriving community, but it ain't going to, you're not going to see that on the other side of the Cascades. And then, and so yeah. that's this little adventure puts them at risk um, going over the border. And, and so that I, I did like that, um, that Jose got to be the, you know, he, he, he's uh well, he's a pretty big dude. He was tall and he's cut. Yeah. Right. And yeah. actually both of these guys, I think uh, my podcast partner, Liz, who unfortunately isn't joining us today, uh, enjoyed the man candy. <laughs> it's very, oh, yeah. very, there's, lots of, there's lots of man candy. I <laughs> candy in this one for sure. Yeah. Uh, that, that uh, I think the, the lingering, the lingering opening shots of, of, uh, of Cooper um, sort of, sort of established. Um, he's, he, he's a model. Right. Um, and he's very attractive. Yeah. And, and so that, that was, um, Liz was going, it's about time. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's got a, he's got a blazing bright future in gay porn ahead of him, that character. <laughs> um, so, you know, also this movie has some strong body horror to it. And, um, for those of you who remember the, the, the ruins and I, I make mention of, of Jenna Malone, she gets absolutely destroyed by the, by the the, the plant guardian of the temple, um, and this one it has, you I, you can you can trace back some of your roots of of knowing um, how to provide visceral shocks, and um, I think that uh, Ted Gagan, who's the the the, uh, the the terrific PR man who who helped set us up, he goes, Eric, there's going to be some moments they're just going to shock you, and I was like, all right, it's like I'm. A, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I hope, I hope we lived like, up to that. It totally, it, there were moments where I was just, I think I was, I, I, I curled up and I was like, oh, it, it is, there's, yeah. um, um, that's why it was so great to see this in, in an, with an audience, Yes, you know, to really feel the energy in the room and the people being mm-hmm. like gasping and squirming and laughing, you know, yep. and, you yep. know, physically yep. reacting to it, which is one of the things that's so great about horror. Yeah. And there, there is some humor in it. It is, oh, yeah. it, uh, and and particularly Mark Patton is a lot of fun, um, but yeah, this is it, when it it when it gets to theaters, are, are we going to be able to get a theatrical release? Do you know? I, we'll see. We'll see. I hope so. Okay, and um, yeah, as of now, do we have? Because it, it's going to work the festival circuit for a little while longer. You don't yet yes. have. I think this is again. This was the world premiere a week yeah, this ago. Is very very early on in the in the process. Right. So we, so scariest things was got got the privilege of seeing getting getting uh, one of the first peaks here. Um, one one of the things that that I was wondering about sort of the plot wise, without spoiling anything, the could could they have delivered the package? Without doing what they did, could they have just put the package in the trunk 
to get it over the board, or was there something that was necessary to to happen to the package in order for it to I, be viable? I think that the packages are very particular and very prone to uh, extremes of temperature. So by swallowing the packages, they're kept at a, at a very specific temperature. Right. And, uh, and so that was very much like, you know, part of the necessity of, of, of what they're doing. Right. Is that they have to travel internally at a, at a stable, correct temperature. Yeah. There, uh, we, we had a, um, an episode on the scariest things, which was food horror. And, you know, and some of this, some things like there, there was a movie that came out swallow or, uh, no, um, mm, where there, there, there was a woman who would swallow thumbtacks yes. and, um, yes, swallow. Swallow. Okay, yeah. So there's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so don't yeah. don't confuse the two. Um, yeah, they're both Although they're, they're both great watches. They're yeah. both they're, yeah, they're both. So maybe see them if if, if they, these kinds of things, if ingesting things makes you squeamish, you are this this yeah a good double one, feature. The, yeah, <laughs> uh, a be warned. This has got this has got some serious ickiness to it in, in that way. Um, Tell me a little bit about sort of the, the, the production of what you guys did, because uh -huh. it, um, this was, from what I understand, largely almost like this is self-funded, right? The, the it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it was very much like a lean, mean production. Like we, we shot with a very minimal crew, um, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, one, because of COVID and like knowing that we wanted to keep our, our number, you know, our, our size down, but also our location where we were shooting was in remote Northern Maine. And, you know, that cabin is a cabin that, that I helped my dad build when I was in junior high. It's an <laughs> off the grid cabin. It's six miles down a dirt road, like in, in logging company land, there's mm -hmm. no houses, there's right. no electricity, there's no power, there's no, yeah. you know, so I, I knew that it wasn't going to support a full on mm -hmm. production. Mm -hmm. And, Honestly, I just wanted to make something that was like, you know, where I had complete control and I could 100% make the movie that I wanted to make mm -hmm. and wouldn't be, you know, watering things down or, or going through notes and, you know, kind right. of, I, 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 there's I felt no like, committee that's going to, that, that is going to ask you to focus group things. Yeah. To, and that, and, I mean, and that of course of I, you know, I love, a, I love showing it to people and getting, and getting feedback, you know, but I, I also, as this was the sort of film that I imagined I would be making, mm -hmm. like from the outset, mm -hmm. like I was super excited and curious to, to try filmmaking in this way and sort of what, you know, what it's like when you don't have all the bells and whistles and toys and what it's like when, you know, you're really, you know, you've, you've got the essentials basically mm -hmm. only and, and how to be creative with that, that toolkit. And yet there are some effects in here. Yeah, that the the stuff that make the the stuff that would send the audience going ah, <laughs> the, the, there are there are some things. I'll just I'll leave it at that. Um, that uh, when you see them, um, you, you immediate revulsion in a Cronenbergian body horror type of way. Who was yeah. your Who was your effects team? And um, you know how, how the, the 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 concept. The concept of what comes out in the bags, what, you know, the, the, how long did it take you to get to, 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 to ace that? Because that looked like, uh, that it looked entirely real in a well, way that it was, was, it was. 
it was 99% practical, yep. you know, so it really, uh, Dan Martin, uh, did, uh, our special effects, our, our creature work. Um, and he's, you know, incredible. He did possessor and girl on the third floor and, you know, color out of space and like amazing, amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I actually met him at the overlook, uh, oh, nice. uh at, at like a closing night party. It was like, you know, me being awkward and alone and being like, I'll talk to that guy. He looks awkward and alone too. And we hit it <laughs> off and talked all night. And so I was sent him the script, you know, as I was working on it. And just immediately we started back and forth, like sending pictures and coming up with ideas. And, um, and it's there, you know, they're mostly practical. There's a little bit of, uh, you know, digital help. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, it's, it's like old school, like laying underneath a table, working the levers and, up a tree, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. So hats off, hats off to them. It sold it. It it was, you know, it it has some flashbacks to uh, to Rob Botine's work on the thing. You know that there's some that there's just that, nice. that you're, yeah. you're 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 watching. You you're you're seeing things that you just don't want to see. Uh, yeah. And 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 seeing things and <laughs> knowing where they've been. It's just, yeah. uh, it's just, it's just, it's uh, just, well, I'm glad it worked so well because like he, you know, he fabricated all of the, all of that stuff in London in his studio oh, nice. and then shipped it to us. Mm-hmm. And then we did a zoom call mm-hmm. to learn how to work it, you know? So we were very <laughs> much, we did, we did not have a special effects team on set. Oh. Like the people, the people working, you know, I was down there pulling sometimes Rob, the costume designer. Mm-hmm. We had a PA that was doing it. Like it was an all hands on deck situation whenever we needed uh, that stuff puppeteered. So we were all, we all kind of had to rise to the level of, of puppeteering. Right. Right. Um, super effective. Uh, all, another thing that was really effective, and this was something that, uh, that, that Mike Campbell wanted to ask you, I think it knows that you, you have a, um, a, a, a long track record working in music video. Um, or, or at least you've got some music video, like, or like I, I think, was it Keith Urban who you worked with before? Uh, yeah, I've done a couple of videos for Keith. Yeah, um, I haven't done that many music videos. I've done like three or four total. Okay. So it's not like it's not like I come from that world. I just I've mm-hmm. done a couple. Uh, you know, the opening sequence, the you know the oh. the, the, the that beautiful sort of around the, the dance hall. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, I think that's where I think you can see some of that music video influence. Um, really tight shots, kind of sort of with a, I don't know if it was a, kind of some kind of a steady cam that you were sort of mo- uh, moving around. And uh, we didn't have steady cam. Are you kidding? No way. Just, just <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I knew that that opening was going to be the one scene where uh, Benjamin and Dom were happy. Yes. And where everything felt carefree and everything was possible. And we were meeting them in this like sort of ideal moment. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it was very much crafted to be like colorful and, you know, their mm-hmm. smile, you know, it's very different because I knew where we were going with the rest of the film. And so it was, I felt like having that, that moment to, to breathe before mm-hmm. things go to shit was, yep. was going to be much appreciated. Although it was, you know, it, it, at the same time was sort of a bittersweet thing because this was also a goodbye moment. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it, but it really wasn't until you get into the pickup truck, it's like, Hey, we got to make a stop. And it's like, yeah. and there's the tone shift. <laughs> and that's like, what, like six minutes in, right. five minutes in. Right. So there was, so, so folks, you get about six minutes, six minutes of happiness and then, and, and then it, yeah. uh, and then it gets rough. Um, yeah. So tell me about what it was like to work with Mark Patton. Um, because again, the, the uh, 
there's been a whole documentary ba- uh, about his ordeal um, yeah. uh, as a, a gay man in Hollywood and um, how that affected him and how it sort of essentially he did it, it, it crushed his career early. Um, yeah. And, and then getting the opportunity to come back and, and do something like this. What, what was that like working with him? How, how did you, how did you set up that, that, uh, um, well, I, I mean, obviously I knew him from, from nightmare, right. uh, you know, from, you know, nightmare on Elm street part two, um, which I had seen as a kid and, and, you know, loved, and it wasn't too gay for me. I was like, yes, <laughs> um, but it was a couple, you know, when I saw the documentary scream queen, my nightmare on Elm street, mm-hmm. uh, when that came out like two years ago, um, I, you know, I watched it and I kind of, I became really fascinated with him and not just his story, which right. is, you know, was super interesting, but that like watching him, I was like, he's interesting. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I started writing this script, I sort of in the back of my mind, I always had him, uh, as rich, like he mm-hmm. was always, you know, the, the, the character for me. And so I just basically sent him a message on Instagram and said, hey, I'm a filmmaker. My name is Carter. I wrote a script. I think you'd be great for it. I actually kind of wrote it with you in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can I send it to you? And anyone who knows Mark knows he's super active on Instagram. And so, you know, he was very, he was a little, he wasn't sure. Like, I think that he mm-hmm. thought I was just bullshitting maybe like, but when I persisted um, and he was very like, he was, a little bit he was reluctant mm-hmm. but also super excited and i and i think that that i was so convinced that he was the right person for this part that i convinced him that he was the right person for the part oh he was perfect you know? yeah. yeah and and i agree um and he you know the he was a tyrant and at the same time but he also wanted you could tell you know he was infatuated with cooper and, yeah and, yeah and, he and, was, and that yeah, was I think, I think that, that there's something nice about it. like, you know, as much of a tyrant or an antagonist or a bad guy or, a, you know, whatever you want to call him, like, there's a little bit of like messed up humanity in there that that is, you know, that he brought to the role that that was really important, I think. Yeah. And, you, you know, like a one note bad guy, I think he was authentically thinking that if he gave him enough money, he'd forgive and forget. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that just thinks that, like, he, you know, he can explain something away. And right. I mean, half of that, half of the stuff that he was saying, he was convincing himself. Yeah, you know, he was, he was sort of, you know, he was wor- worked up into his own narrative that he had running in his head. Um, can you describe for me how the um, the uh, the relationship between Jose and and Cooper, or the, those characters, and I, and I apologize, the the, the characters. Um, because they they had they were best they seems like they had a best friends relationship but they hadn't quite become lovers or was yeah, that yeah no I mean Dom Dom is straight Dom okay. is a straight character uh, Benjamin is 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 gay right. and they're they're childhood best friends and I think that like you know a lot of a lot of the times in small towns like when one of those friends comes out or becomes gay like they people grow apart mm-hmm. but that didn't happen with Benjamin and Dom they stayed they stayed best friends and kind of you know, it didn't, it didn't affect their friendship. So even though Benjamin is hopelessly in love with his best friend, right. um, you know, it, it, you know, they did have a history and a, a closeness and, you know, I, I imagine they knew each other since they were in like sixth grade or seventh grade, like it, you know, and that they, they'd always been friends. And, and again, a testament to these two 
new young actors that that you felt that this was a long bond, right? I mean, yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't have been surprised it wouldn't have surprised me if these two guys actually had come up through acting school together, or you know that 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 they that they had great timing and uh, on screen charisma. It was just yeah. that they 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 were terrific. And how did you find find these guys? I think uh, with Cooper, I believe you uh, you did you did photo shoots for him. That, yeah, no, that's actually uh, Jose. I oh, did. I okay. I photographed Jose okay. uh, for my All the Dead Boys project, which is like a little side sort of art horror mm-hmm. uh, project that I do. And so I shot him for that. And then at the same, like you know, went back to Maine, and as I was starting to work on the script, I kind of imagined because oftentimes I put pictures up when mm-hmm. I'm writing something, and I have one picture that represents that character, and I had one picture of Jose and that that represented dom and i at that point i didn't know if he was a good actor or if he was just a good model or like mm-hmm. you know but i i knew that that's what the character kind of looked like and i was based to the character on what i knew of him from mm-hmm. the time that you know our shoot um turned out he was a great actor when i went yeah. back and read yeah. with him and did a casting with him um cooper uh actually put himself on tape for the role and and okay. did like a more of a traditional mm-hmm. you know audition um where he put himself on tape and, and sent it. I, I went through his agent and the mm-hmm. first time I saw the tape, I was like, that's Benjamin, mm-hmm. you know, a, like I, you know, he is an amazing actor and the camera loves him, mm-hmm. but I also kind of, I could very clearly see him and Jose together um, and kind of felt like they would be believable and kind oh, of they totally were. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that this is a platform that can launch those guys. Right. Yeah. That, that, that um, uh, you know, clearly they've got, they have, they have the screen chops. I mean, the, the, they, they hold the camera's eye right? yeah, and, and, sure. and, and they have the thespian, you know, the, I, I, you know, again, you go back to that bathroom scene, there's a whole bunch of scenes, but, but, but that one in particular, where all of a sudden your, your flesh crawls. Cause you know, what's, you know, what's coming. You see that, that the, the, the guy come out of the pickup truck and you're going, Oh man. And and uh, their reactions and sort of the 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 both the 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 fight or flight responses uh, that you know and, and that was the point where I when I was watching the movie and I went sold I'm these guys these guys have me so yeah you know, and that yeah. that was great and and seeing seeing Jenna Malone after all these years come coming back and 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 just playing <laughs> playing the hard ass. It's oh, like you, so you, it's such a hard ass, like. <laughs> but but she kind of towards the end, I I I was sensing her softening up. Yeah, I mean, she you know I, I think that she that, you know things didn't go the way she wanted them to. If yeah. it was up to her, it would have gone differently. Right, I think that <laughs> that that, uh, that she was doing that so that she wouldn't get into trouble. She's like, you guys do this. You know, it's like there's a lot of money on the line, and my you know I'm I, a lot's riding on it for me. And if things had gone well, I don't think that she that she was ah oh, okay well that went well but yeah uh, things didn't go well <laughs> so <laughs> <As they don't. laughs> so um, oh another you, you mentioned that you did uh, that you built the house with your dad did, yeah did, did, did I mean no not I mean I was re- I was a reluctant like I was forced to go and help I, there was right. nothing that I wanted to do less than drive to <laughs> remote northern Maine and like yeah. build a house a cabin with my dad well, I did it. A little bit on and off. I was going to ask if you had to dig the outhouse. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was, you know, I was very content to stay 
yeah. where we lived in Southern Maine and, and yep. read Stephen King books. Yeah. The, the outhouse will play a key role in the movie. Yeah. So yeah. Keep, and keep, that's, I mean, as you know, as we were, you know, shooting, like, you know, that's, there's no, there's no plumbing up there. There's no, right. there's no running water. I mean, that, that bathtub scene happened because, you know, we collect rainwater in a, in a huge basin so that, so that there is a bathtub there. Yeah, that, the, the, the water looked like it had some particulates in it. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit, a little bit algae-esque. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, the the bathtub also plays a key role in the movie. Yeah. Um, so you know, uh, Carter, this was it was a treat. Um, I think this was, uh, you know, I didn't know what to what to think going in, um, and 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 we had we had actually met before before the showing um, to, to talk a bit about the movie. And I wasn't quite as I was like I'm not sure really what to expect out of this. Um, went in, blew my socks off, and so it's like we gotta we gotta get back in touch with Carter because I got a bunch of questions about the movie and just to let everybody know it's an, that it was an awesome movie and then you should as soon as it starts hitting um, either a festival uh, near you or uh, start streaming um, that it is uh, you know something something absolute worth checking out. Now you need to be. You, you, you need you need to have uh, a bit of you, it's it it'll make you squirm. Uh, it's got some the, the body horror is strong, um, and the queer elements are are strong too. I, to to, yeah. to to be fair, um, but I you know I think we've since it is it's Pride Month, yep. and um, you know if I I think this this goes up right up there with for me with the hunger, um, and uh, let's see. What was the other one? There was, um, well, the hunger is my I mean, number I one that, on, 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 I think that, that the list. thing also is like, you know, it's, it's the, the, you know, the main characters are, are queer characters. Mm-hmm. They're, they're facing a situation, you know, that, that any one of any sexuality right. could, you know, it's, nobody wants to go through what they no. go through. And, and, you know, so I think that there's like a, you know, there's an element, even an element to their relationship where, mm-hmm. I feel like most people can probably relate to having a crush on someone that doesn't like them back. Right. You know, no matter, no matter who it is that you have the crush on. Well, and, and that, that's, that's the backbone of many a good drama. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and it, and it worked really well and, and, and both sort of a, you know, a, a, both on the horror side, uh, drama tragedy side, it's, it's, it, there, there's a, there's a powerful emotional core that runs through it. Um, so, you know, and that just to let you know, it, 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 it rang true for, for us. And I think for most of the people in the theater, I think that was afterwards, there was some kind of a crackling about, Oh, wow. Did you, you know, the kind of, that, that sometimes you leave the theater a little bit amped and, yeah. and, uh, you know, that was, that was the case for swallowed. So, yeah. Well, and that's why I'm trying to, like, I really do want to take it to a, like a, you know, you know, yes, theatrical, but like also like festival run, because I think that mm-hmm. festival audiences who are going to see this mm-hmm. in a theater surrounded by other people are going to get the real experience. Yes. You know, there that's, that's, that's what it's crafted, you know, to, you know, the way it's crafted to be experienced. So where is it going to be next? Do you know, have you set up uh, any appointments? Uh, Fantasia. Oh, nice. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that Montreal. is happening. You're right. It's, that's a big, that's a big time festival. Uh, yep. And it is happening. What is it in uh, our, it, it starts uh, July, uh, I think 14th. Our screenings are July 15th and July 18th. So we're the first weekend uh, of Fantasia. Okay. And I, and, and I think in, 
during the pandemic, you still had the ability to stream. At, you could you could uh, visit it by streaming. I don't know if they're doing that this year. I actually don't know either. But if yeah. if uh, if if you live back east, or if you're dying to go to Montreal, like I, I am. I think I, although I think I just shot my expenses uh, out at going to New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. Um, go to the other Francophilic uh, North American uh, city and and go to Montreal. Uh, and if you Fantasia Fest is a big that that is a uh, much larger festival, um, yep. and uh, you know, best of luck to you on that. That that sounds like you. that it's a chance for some really good exposure. Um, yeah, it'll be a fun one. And I guess the the other thing that we do traditionally with our uh, our our interviews with uh, our favorite contacts is, what is your favorite horror movie? Oh, you know. Depends on the day. It always may change, mm-hmm. but I probably the brood. Oh, nice. If I yep. had to pick just one, right? Like, cause to me that one is it's horrific and it's a beautiful character drama and the photography and the way that it's mm-hmm. photographed is, is impeccable and beautiful. And like, you know, what is it like? 78 or 79 yeah. like the clothes are amazing the hairstyles right. the horror, the body it's, horror it's peak like, cronenberg um, yeah it's, and it's it's pretty special yeah uh and um for our our podcasting audience um just to let you know um we are have we we're revisiting our top 100 horror movies of all time and for any of you who are a part of our patreon contributors you uh you are uh, you can be part of the jury and submit your top 25, and it will get aggregated into our big list. And my personal list at number 23 is The Ruins. Oh, nice. So, yeah, just... Uh, Hopefully that remains in the top 100 to the bitter end. It doesn't get downvoted by people sending in suggestions. There, there you go. I mean, the thing is, we, we when we did this, uh, we did our top 100 about four or almost five years ago when we were just starting up, and it's like, well, we're a, we're a horror movie website. We've got to have a top 100 list. We got to have a recommendation list, but there were five of us. And it's like, we're just, I mean, who are we to, to tell, tell everybody what the top five, uh, top five are, or hundred are. So your, pers- your personal favorite. Yes. Yeah, it is personal. It is personal. It's not the best, but what we wanted to do is we wanted to reach out. And this is part of our way of actually reaching out to the people who help us out and also our contacts to say, to, to legitimize this. And so we're getting some folks like Lloyd Kaufman and some other folks to, to nice. sort of the pitch in there, what they're what they're they, that they've got because you kind of need some of that Herschel, uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis stuff to be to be tossed in there, and then we have some yeah. some folks who are who are classic uh, Universal monsters folks or 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 Hammer horror folks because you want to catch yeah. the spectrum. But the to- our top top of the list is it's familiar. It's it's like yeah. it's your, it's your classics. It gets really interesting once you get below thirty five. Then that's when. And some of the some of these start to branch of. out and go into weird directions. Absolutely. So don't yeah. be surprised if we send you an email to to ask you to to pitch in your thoughts because we love this is this is how we say see where it's not just a bunch of schlub. We got Carter Smith on this thing, so <laughs> sure uh, anytime. Um, but this was it's it's always a treat to talk with you, and uh, I think this this movie deserves to be watched. Um, so we uh, Carter, would you like to? Send the folks out with anything, um, any, any closing thoughts? Uh, well, no, just thank you for, for helping to get the word out. You know, I think that the more people that can find this movie, you know, the better. If I had had this movie when I was a awkward, small town, queer kid growing up in Maine, I would have been a very happy 
kid if I had found a movie like this back then. Um, I mean, I think that the, you know, people, it, it, I'm going to be posting like film festival stuff on all the deadboys.com okay. uh, slash swallowed, uh, you know, where I'll be sort of updating where, where we're playing and dates. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and of course any um, news about uh, releases or, or anything like that. But yeah. um, as soon as you get a, a, a trailer out, shoot us a message and we'll get it. We'll, we'll attach it. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's like a little teaser trailer that's finished, like a short one, like a minute. Okay. Uh, 70 seconds. It's out now that, that I can send you. Terrific. Yeah. So anyways, um, stay tuned on, uh, scariest things. We'll get you uh, news out, but go to all to find out more about, about the, uh, the, the, where will it be for, uh, for swallowed. And, uh, once again, thank you so much for coming on board. Thanks for having me. 